into that shot and drilled it and Michael was the guy who said okay Steve if Stockton comes be ready be ready blah 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 right it broke Danny's poor heart in there because there are cameras there and Michael knew where all the cameras were because they were his cameras he was the one controlling all that footage. So this is the moment uh, that that happened. Here's Scotty on the Kerr shot. But I go back and Phil designed a play for Steve Kerr when Mike was <clears> there. And Mike Mike didn't have a problem with that, did he? Oh, I don't want to you're not you're, you're not setting me up to answer the right question. What do you mean Phil set up a play for Steve Kerr? He didn't set that play for Steve Kerr. He set that play for Michael Jordan. I thought in the huddle, Mike says, I'm going to throw you the ball. You'll be open at the felon. That, and Phil had nothing to do with that? And you don't want to get this show started because it'll take us a long time. Do you know all those cameras that's sitting in that huddle who they was working for? The NBA. So you know who Michael was speaking to when he said that, right? <laughs> that, was, that was planned. <laughs> that was speaking to the, to the camera. That wasn't. Speaking out of what we're going to have to do, what the play is going to be. That was speaking to the camera. Had John had uh, John Stockton not came down, trust me. <laughs> but that was building his own documentary because he knew he was controlling the cameras. <laughs> you understand English? Yeah. Okay. So all those cameras that was working were working basically for Michael Jordan, not for the Chicago Bulls. But they were building the Come Fly With Me, the Air Jordan videos. That's what it was. It, that was not naturally spoken. Okay. Right. That was rehearsed. Okay. Now, Okay, I got a lot of feelings on this. I would love to hear what you think because you no, I mean, were a child like me going, this is amazing. I believe Michael knew where those cameras were, but I still think he said to Steve, if he comes, I'm going to find you because it was the smart basketball play. 
Well, I think basketball first. You're talking about being rehearsed. Well, I mean, I don't understand what he means by rehearsed. Uh, was there Gatorade or Nike cameras along with the NBA Entertainment and NBC cameras there? I'm sure that they were. And the boom mics to be able to pick up the audio because that's what that's really the entertainment part of basketball. But I don't think Michael said, I'm going to say this because the cameras are rolling. He's saying it because he wants to win a championship. Right. He wants to be able to win games. So, you know, letting the cameras in on what the strategy is is one thing, Cap, but this, to say, for Pippen to say it's rehearsed, I don't understand that. The play is the play. If, if the cameras pick up on it, that's one thing. But ultimately, whatever said, it's for basketball reasons. First, is it not? Uh, agreed. I, I truly believe Scotty's right when he said that play was designed for Michael Jordan. Sure. That's fine. And then Michael, because you're right, he wants to win, said to Steve, be ready. Be ready if Stockton comes down. Because Stockton had doubled him on a previous rotation and stole the ball. Right. So I got no problem that Michael said that. And if Steve doesn't make the shot, that probably isn't in the documentary. Steve nailed the shot, so it makes Michael look good. It makes Steve look good. Either way, it's for basketball reasons. Agreed. Right? I mean, it's whether the camera's rolling or not, there's several, as you well know as a coach, there's several outlets, right? There's several different look ways that you can be able to score the ball. Right. Depending on what the defense gives you. So, I mean, Scotty makes it seem like, like, well, Jordan had all this plan. This is all a design, a production for Michael Jordan. Well, it's a design for the championship. It's a do- design to win games. Correct. Yeah, the way, like, when you listen to that, uh, he never completed his thought. But I think it's fair to assume when he said, had Stockton not doubled, he, Pippen stops. He never, but I think we can all, it's fair to in to read into that that he if Stockton doesn't come down to double Jordan's taking the final shot. Sure. Well, the way that Dan Patrick made it sound is oh, Phil designed Phil that play, and it, no matter what and, happens, we're going to Kerr. We, That's not true. We heard in the highlight we played bouncing back Ahmad Rashad talk about how it was Michael Jordan time. Clearly, Jordan, if he's not doubled on that play, is taking that final shot. Pip seems to be taking issue with the fact that because Jordan. There's video and footage of him saying to Steve Kerr, be ready, be ready, that Jordan's like building his own legacy. Like in that moment, he knew he would be double team and he would kick it out to Kerr. And because of that, Jordan is reaping more praise. But in reality, Pip's saying, but he would have taken the shot had he not been doubled. But again, is but it? That's what Hoodie's saying. Like, He's right. Cares? But exactly. Be- so what? He choreographed it because Jordan was, you know, if you want to say, oh, he's playing 3D, ch- 3D chess. He knew that, yeah, sure, he was a showman, right? And he knew that he was building his documentary and footage that might be there if he needed it, if Kerr takes the shot. Fine, whatever. Does it really diminish what Jordan accomplished by finding no. his teammate? What you, you put it perfectly. It, was a ba- it were basketball reasons why he said what he said. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think for any major sport, you know that there's going to be a second crew, right, to film the documentary, to film the yearbook, to film the specials. But ultimately, it's still about basketball. It wasn't like, hey, I want to make sure you get my good side now when I say this now. Does Pippen also in that moment all feel like he should have been in that play too? Does he feel like, you know, why didn't it go to Steve Kerr? Why didn't, it go, why didn't it go to me? I mean, this is the, the complaining that we're hearing seems like it's more than the bourbon. It's more than the book. Like, your legacy is good enough to sell your booze and to be able to sell your books, man. You don't have to do this to the legacy. You don't have to do this because everyone already sees you as an all-time great. 
by saying this, what does this do for you? The other point, Hoodie, is this is a serious allegation calling Phil Jackson racist, right? That's a like, horrible thing to say about gonna, someone if it's not true. If he's going to go there, I do wish he would provide some more concrete examples from his own personal experience because the Ku Coach shot, we all agree, there's basketball reasons why Phil Jackson would draw that up. They drew that play earlier in the year. You just laid that out. So we can argue and point to, well, you may have felt like that was racist, but there were basketball reasons for that. So give us some more examples. Then... Patrick tries to say, well, he did drop a play for Kerr, but then it undermines Scotty's argument when Scotty's saying, no, 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 that was directly meant for Jordan anyway. Well, how is that racist then, right? Right? It just, undermines you know. his own argument. And then he says, well, I was in, you know, I was there, Dan. You weren't. And so I'm speaking as an insider. Then Dan but should have followed up and said, okay, we give did, me another example. If you're going to lob this accusation at one of the all-time great coaches, that is fine. You have your own personal experience. But then I... If I'm going to trust it, you're saying I need a few more concrete examples. And the Kobe thing, that was hypocritical, in my opinion, yeah. not racist. All right here is Steve Kerr in response to what happened when he was interviewed in Last Dance about that play. Phil calls timeout, and Michael knew what was coming earlier in the series. In a very similar situation late in the game, John Stockton had come over and doubled him and stolen the ball, which helped seal the win for Utah. He mumbled something like, Steve, Steve, be ready. He knew the camera was always on him, you know, and I'm, like, oblivious. He comes off, I'll be ready. And then I'm, like, yelling back, like, I'll be ready, I'll be ready. I know that they're going to double-team me. No, Steve's going to be open. It is Michael Jordan time. Did not have the shot. Kerr hits the big shot. Cranked up the John Paxson 93 comparison. One last chance now for Utah. Five seconds remaining in regulation. The impact. Steve Kerr earned his wings, and I'm very happy for Steve. There you go. So I, I think you're exactly right. It was a basketball play by a, the smartest basketball player I ever watched, Michael Jordan. All right, let's go to the phone lines to talk to you. Uh, 312-332-3776. Let's go to Paul in St. John. Hey, Paul, what's up, man? Hey, how you doing? How you doing, um, yeah, good. You know, I just have a comment. I mean, first of all, it's disheartening to hear what Scotty had to say. And I don't know where his head's at these days. But you know what? I think at the end of the day, it's an ego issue with him. I mean, it's a sin that begets all sins. Scotty can't get over the fact that he was not the man. And he can't get past it. He obviously has never been able to get past it. And he's got to find someone to blame for that other than himself. His ego's too big. That's how I feel about it. It's a shame he's throwing other people under the bus, but he was such a fortunate person to be able to play alongside Michael Jordan 
And you know what? Scotty was one of the best finishers in the game. He could drive the hole. He could play D. And when that play, when they called for Cody, Tony Kukoc to hit that shot from the outside, I'm sorry. Tony Kukoc is a great three-point shooter. He was a hell of a player, man. Appreciate the call, Paul. Uh, 312-332-3776. How about we go to Joe? Hey, Joe, what's up, man? Hey, you know, right or wrong, I think what Pippen was trying to say was that they were using certain camera shots and videos and, and vocal verbals and all that. And it was orchestrated by who were the editors. Okay? Yeah, yeah I, I'm not sure I agree that it was orchestrated by the editors. Don't you but, think it was orchestrated by Michael? I don't understand. Orchestrated by the editors by saying what? He's saying that the cameras were all controlled by Michael, but the editors are the ones that put all this together. Michael's the one who had final say on everything that went in that. In the last dance? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, no, no. We, yeah, absolutely. That We know about that. Absolutely. It was a Michael Jordan production, all of it. Um, because if it wasn't, we don't know a lot more about... First of all, you would have saw um, Michael's ex, probably saw more of Michael's uh, kids. His, his foibles. Yeah, you probably would have seen more of his picadillos, his issues. Yeah. You know, so that would have been part of it. No, this is a Michael Jordan documentary. You understand that. I still enjoyed it. I don't care who was producing oh, it. Oh, it was awesome. It was just the old footage. As I told you, the best part of it even wasn't in the championships. It was the battle for the Bulls against Milwaukee. Before the Pistons, mm-hmm. how hard it was to get over the hump against Milwaukee. Yep. The grainy footage of Phil uh, coaching overseas, you know, the, the fight on the floor, all that stuff. I enjoyed the really old footage that we saw there. Um, You're a basketball guy. Oh, I, I love that stuff. I love. It. We know the championship. We know the run because we've we covered it. We were there. We right. were able to see it. But that's what I really like. But no. But I think that it's almost a meat shield of how Michael controlled the cameras around the huddle. There was NBA entertainment there anyway, man. Like, the NBC was there. If Michael had had some full autonomy on the production, that doesn't matter. I'm looking at the basketball, man. From the basketball standpoint, was it sound? Did, did you succeed? That's what I care about. Yeah, there was cameras. Everyone wanted to film what's going on with the Bulls. They were the Beatles of the time. They are no the question. Beyonce of the time. So you understand that, right? Agreed. All right, so I don't care about all the stuff around it. For basketball reasons, was it sound? It was. Team made the right basketball play. Yeah. Exactly right. Well said. 312-332-3776. Phone lines are hopping. A lot of your calls are coming up. Plus, hoodwinked your chance to win dinner from Lou Malnati's. Right now, caller 10. 312-332-3776. Play along. We go right back to your calls on PIP next. This is Captain J. Hood. Enjoy the show each morning in your Instagrammies. At Cap J Hood on Instagram. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. All right, Cap and J Hood listeners, who's ready for a story? Sit back and relax as Jonathan Hood regales you with tales of frivolity. Did it really happen? We have been hoodwinked. Who knows? Bamboozled, led astray. Who cares? Be prepared to be run amok and flat out the sea. Hoodwinked. We don't get fooled again. Hoodwinked brought to you by Lou Malnati's. When you want deep dish, sports, dine-in, curbside pickup, and no contact delivery, Lou Malnati's. The passion runs deep. We have our contestant. And that contestant is Joe in Elmhurst. Joe, welcome to Cap and J Hood. How are you, man? I'm good, guys. Good morning. How are you guys doing? 
Well, great, Joe. Thanks for joining us. And we're going to get you hooked up with Lou Malnati's. Can we hook you up with that? Yes, sir. But you first of all, folks, want to say first time caller, long time listener. Thank you, guys. Well, You're awesome. We appreciate it. All right, buddy. Are Thanks. you ready? Are we ready, Cap? Yeah. Rock and roll. The floor is yours. Okay. An opportunity for you to win Lou Malnati's. Let's go back to uh, let's go back to 2003. Wrigley Field, Chicago. Cubs Pirate Series. You know, the Pirates are in. That means Brian Giles and Aramis Ramirez, Jason Kendall. Uh, it's um, a Matt Stairs, if you will. Maybe a, a Randall Simons. As a matter of fact, Randall Simons. It's interesting I mentioned him. In the locker room, Joe, I was there to book a guest. It might have been Kip Wells. might have been Pokey Reese. But I was there to book a guest Jeez, right in 2003. Memory. Well, I'm Jonathan Hood. Wow. So I was, I was shot down trying to book a guest for a show in 2003. They said no. They said they were not interested. So there's Randall Simon. And Simon's there showing teammates pictures of the night before. Now, this is before the camera phone. He's showing Polaroid pictures of some sort. He calls me over and says, hey, hey, bro, look at this. He calls me over and he shows me the pictures that he took from the night before. So PR saw me going over to talk to Randall Simon. Says, okay, you got to go. All right, because, you know, the time's got to go. It's 1245. Got to go, guys. 120 start. We got to go. Got to go. And so I'm walking out the door, and someone, one of those pirates, threw a baseball at me, and it hit the door. As I was walking out, the ball hit the door. And I want to go back in there, and all of a sudden, the locker room door closes before I can go in to find out who it was. Uh, did that really happen? Wow. Um, first of all, I just brought up the roster, Joe and Elmhurst. His memory is really, really good. There is a Pokey Reese sighting. He wore number three. There's a Randall Simon sighting who later was traded to the Cubs that season. Saucer's killer. He was. When when you Wikipedia Randall Simon, the only thing on the whole page is a sausage incident. I'm looking (laughs) at it right now. Uh, There was a Jack Wilson Mm -hmm. at shortstop, a Kevin Young He's got all these guys. He's correct. A Matt Stairs. The Rob McCoyak. Uh, uh, back in, like, today, you would never have a guy throw a baseball because of social media. They'd get destroyed, the whole thing. But I could tell you I was on the field at Guaranteed Rate back then, uh, New Comiskey, or U.S. Cellular, and they threw a baseball, one of the White Sox, I believe it was Aaron Rowan, to try and hit Jay Mariotti. That's how much they disliked mm. that guy. Yes. So this was part of the culture back then in Major League Baseball. You, I'm going to let you make the call, but I believe this is true. Yeah, no, everything you're saying is I feel the same way. Baseball throwing photos back then. I see true also. I'm going to go with you, Cap. All right, final answer. You're telling the truth. Joe, that is a true story. Correct mundo. Nice job, Joe. Enjoy dinner at Lou Malnati's. The passion runs deep. It presents Hoodwinked every week. Joe, Excellent. Thank you, guys. Joe, yes. tell everybody what station just hooked you up with Lou Malnati's. ESPN 1000 Chicago. You are oh. the man. How about that? And the, and the ID. Nice. <laughs> Next, time, next time guys. you win, try and say also HD2 100.3. All right. Yeah, yeah, now you're asking them to do too much. All right, Joe. <laughs> Have hang a on great a day, man. Hang, hang on. Hang on a second, Joe. All Thanks. right. Danny's got him. 
back to the phone calls of our segment already in progress as we're talking about Scotty Pippen. Let's go to Justin. Justin's next. Hey, Justin, what's up, Cookie? Hey, Cap Hoodie, how you all doing this morning? What's up? Uh, what's up, Justin? Good, good. So I just wanted to weigh in on this. I actually called in Waddle and Sylvie yesterday with Waddle and Black. Uh, I think that Pippen, this was his motive all along. I think he was always jealous. But, you know, during the championship years, he didn't want to rock the boat because the, the, the rings was coming in. So he wanted, he was there for the wrath. But, I mean, it's, it's, like, it's like an artist, a, mus- a musician. You know, they got he got a book coming out. He got alcohol coming out. He needs something to boost the sales, and that's just what I think it is. I mean, I could be wrong, but I just he just seems real bitter to me. He do, um, he does and, seem bitter, but losing his son and, by the way, his son's name was Antron. That's the one that passed. That that can have okay. an adverse effect mentally. I appreciate your call, Justin. But I would think there are people out there that are going to go. I'm not buying his bourbon. It's, it's it's a tainted brand now. I don't want any part of him. I, I just think that because of the stories that we heard before, his, his interviews that he's had across the country about the Bulls, you know, I just know that we know the story of Scotty in which there is this bitterness or this feeling like he was second best. Hey, man, I'll be second best on a great team. I don't mind doing that, but I think his soul is tortured because Michael Jordan gets so much of the attention. He was pissed after the last dance, but man, hey, that that B roll, that footage, that was you on there telling Larry that I'm not going to f up my summer. That was you doing that. Correct. That, that was you making those choices with the gun in the car. That was but, a I mean, selfish move. I ain't going to f up my summer. That's a selfish. Selfish thing to you, do. You did that because you felt like, hey, if, you know, without me, Michael can't get it done. Guess what? If you remember, Cap, you remember that long West Coast road trip they had, right? You recall this West Coast road trip. Like I do. the Bulls, and it was in the documentary, they had their issues, right? Mm-hmm. Without Scotty, they were trying to tread water, but others got involved and they got better moving forward until Pippen got healthy. That was in the documentary. Like, literally, the Clippers and like West Coast trip, like, yeah, it's tough without Scotty, but they found a way to Correct. win games eventually. They did. So because I, just, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to f*** my summer up. All right, you get out of there, Scotty. <laughs> mean, your empty bottles of bourbon. Yeah, I mean, the gun incident, as you said. I mean, there was a lot there, man. A lot to unpack. It was, But it was every day, man. It was in the papers. And, this is, and by the way, once again, Cap and I will remind you, this is the era of transparency. There was no hidden messages or trying to hide behind Maya Andrew uh, quotes uh, from Instagram. It was wide open, wide ass open. Wide. I'm not coming back. That guy's not coming back. We're breaking this up. I hate Kraus. This, that, uh, that's the way it was back then. Because that's you got your message out through the press. Correct. It wasn't through Instagram, Twitter, all that, or trying to mix messages. That guy's not coming coming back. Phil Jackson go 82 and 0. He's not, not coming back. There's Crumbs Kraus. I don't like him. Kraus has a problem with this guy. All that stuff, right? Right. What Reinsdorf with the blue flu with Horace Grant. A press conference. Kaplan, are you there for the press conference? We're not bringing back Horace Grant because of uh, the blue flu. He didn't show up to play. And he gave his Excuse word me? that he had agreed to a contract and then reneged on it. Excuse me? Right. Blue flu. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Jerry. <laughs> Wild West back then. Uh, all right, we'll get back to your calls. 312-332-3776. Does this ruin Scotty's legacy for you, the Bulls fan? 
We'll get to James and Bob and all of you. 312-332-3776 with Hoodie. I'm Cap. CSPN. Jonathan Hood. Welcome, fans. This is Cap and Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the new ESPN Chicago app. Phone on top at 312-332-3776. Don't forget to download the ESPN Chicago app for Google in the Play Store, for iPhone in the iTunes Store, and you can get all our podcasts, including the Under the Hood Basketball Podcast, the Cap J Hood Podcast, the Armchair Nutrition Podcast, Armchair Nutritionist, and you can get all the other show podcasts, and you can listen to us there, or you can listen to us at ESPN 1000, or 100.3 HD2 and crystal clear FM. So what's going on with Scottie Pippen? You know, we know that he has a book out. We, he has a bourbon. He has made the tours of sports radio, and uh, he's said a lot about the Bulls. Uh, in, my, in my thought, Cap, is this, is that if you're Scottie Pippen, man, you're one of the greatest of all time. You're a top 50 player. You are one of the greatest champions that the league has ever seen, along with Michael Jordan. You were able to manifest you know, the doldrums of the Bulls to a championship level, to winning six championships. It's hard for any team to win six uh, titles in eight years in the modern day. And so I don't know why he's going scorched earth on Phil Jackson, on Michael Jordan and others in the organization. Okay, and you bring up a great point because he was asked about MJ. And we'll get back to your calls in a second. This is Pip yesterday on Dan Patrick uh, when Dan asked Scotty about Michael retiring to play baseball. I didn't really think about it. I was really uh, focused on my own craft at that time. But I thought it was, uh, it was a big decision, though. Yeah, it was. It was a big decision, but it was a it's a selfish decision. But it was kind of uh, who Michael Jordan was, and that's was a guy that kind of believed that he can do anything on his own. The relationship was just a we're teammates, and that was about it. I mean, yeah, pretty much. I mean, we were excellent teammates. I mean, I think we try to make more out of it sometime than what it really was. But, you know, we were great court teammates who had a very good understanding of each other and what it took to win. Okay, that's fair. You believe it was just business. You guys were not boys. That happens in every walk of life. You could be friends at work, but not friends outside of the office, and that's that's fine. But then to say that Michael Jordan went to baseball because he was selfish, um, we researched it a little bit more. Maybe it wasn't just because he was selfish. He was hurting from his father being murdered. He was wiped out. He wanted to step away. He did step away and then decided, you know what? My dad always wanted me to be a baseball player. I'm going to give this a try. Or, allegedly, David Stern said step away for a few years. Right. Or a year. And I, I, don't, I think I've told you the story. I know I've told it on the air. Uh, Norm Van Leer, I was at the game. Norm is doing the pregame with Mark Shinovsky. Yep. And he had said that. I think maybe he was forced to step away for a year. Michael walked up to him. He frisked Norm on the court. Where's your microphone? He's like, I don't, I haven't put it on yet. L- let me check. And he's feeling his pockets, everything. Yeah. He's like, I don't have any microphones on yet. He goes, okay, good. Let me make this clear to you. You ever say that again, it will be the end of any relationship we've ever had. 
I was not forced to step away. That's the truth. If you ever, ever make that comment again, it will not go well for you. Mm-hmm. And Norm went, you got it. And Norm never said it again. Yeah, that's fine. He, he, he caught Norm at a very vulnerable position being at the stadium. Be that outside the stadium. It wouldn't end well for Michael. Norm would have beat his ass. Yeah, I'm not so sure about that. What? <laughs> what? That was an older Norm. Really? It would have been a great fight to watch. An older Norm is a younger Norm. Norm would have taken him apart. Don't you say that about Norm. <laughs> attitude. Attitude, attitude. <laughs> he would have attitude and he would have walked the dog with Michael. I'm telling you that right now. Norm Van Leer? Norm Van Leer was, I love that man. From the, from the Van Leer Sloan, are you kidding me? Swing on anybody. He, I love that, man. What a guy. <laughs> he would have walked Missed that guy away. every day. I understand, Cap, but I mean, just like, but again, he can he can say that to Norm when, when Norm was alive. That's fine. But you can't say that speculation wasn't out there. The rampant gambling. That's all part of it. It wasn't in the documentary, but you and I know the rampant gambling. The traveling to Atlantic City. All the stuff that he was doing. I'm not sure Stern liked that very much. Not? Not I, I right? still don't believe that he was forced to step away. I just don't believe it. That's fine. No, I'm, I'm, I just I said allegations. Yeah, that was it's always been out there. It's all part of the story. It was unsavory. Sure, it's all part of the story though. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Lagrange Bob's first. Hey, Lagrange Bob, what's up, man? Everybody called before me. Agreed with you guys. How coincidental? They everybody agreed. Oh, he's jealous. Pippen has his own opinion. Why can't he have his own opinion? And nobody's going to buy his bourbon. You can't promote for Pippen? And and you got 8 million people in the Chicago area. You think you can sway everybody? Uh, maybe his son died. But you, then, you, then you tear him down. Well, he shouldn't have done it. That's terrible, man. Pippen is not crazy. He got plenty of sense. He was there. You wasn't there and Hood wasn't there. They, y'all didn't play on the team. Now, let me ask you a question. If Pippen didn't take the last shot, and in the game, he was MVP when Mike was gone. He didn't take the last shot. Did you talk about that? Just asking. Did you talk about that? Did we talk about what, Bob? I don't understand when what you're Pippen asking. Was, when Pip, Mike had gone and Pippen was there, he didn't take the last shot then. He was MVP on the team. So? He didn't take the last shot then. So? Kerr and Paxson not better than Pippen at no no range. At, and you know that. The only one then that took the last shot, Bob, was Tony Kukoc. Okay. And, it's, and it's the same play they ran earlier in the year. As Sylvie pointed out yesterday, they ran the exact same play, and Tony hit it then, too. Okay, why Pippen never took the last shot? Hello? Give me a reason. He never took the last <laughs> shot in any game that when yeah, Michael wasn't there? I don't there? know about any game. I don't know about any going on. You're talking about he didn't. Why didn't Phil draw it up? Well, I'm going to ask you a question now. Okay, well, the the answer to me was is that everybody in the building thought that Pippen would take the last shot. I thought that Pippen, I thought Kukoc would be a decoy. Like in that particular situation, Bob, I wouldn't think that Kukoc would take the last shot. But you draw it up, and you have options. It's the if if Pippen inbounds, it's like okay, who's going to get the ball? Kukoc would be the last guy I think would take that shot and make it. And at least, and again, here's the point that we're all missing: they won the game. Isn't that the option? The, the whole thing is winning. Doesn't matter who takes the last shot. Did you win the game or not? The answer is yes. Luck- okay, let me give you another one. Pippen is lucky to be playing with Jordan. Hell, Jordan lucky to be playing with Pippen. Come on, man, don't make that asinine statement. He, he got from Arkansas and they brought him along. Pippen, one of the best ball players to ever play, and without him, there would be no Jordan. 
Answer that question. No, that's I don't think that's true. No, no, I, I, Mike, I, I don't, Michael I would still have been Michael. They may no, not have won six titles. Then, no, they they wouldn't have won six titles. You don't know that, Bob. You don't know that. That's just again. Well, you're, you're you're talking about our hyperbole against yours. I mean, it, it, all of it. Yes, all of it is opinion. Yes, yes, they won championships together. But the idea that you're propping up Pippen over Jordan is nonsense. I'm not going to listen to that. I'm not going to listen to your Justin Fields thoughts. I'm not going to listen to your thoughts on this. Here's the bottom line for you. Again, again, listen to what we are saying. Scottie Pippen is a top 50 player. No one's dissing Scotty. He's a top 50 player. They, he was able to win six championships in eight years with the greatest of all time, Michael Jordan. What we're saying is that his comments saying that it's racist, that, that, that he didn't get the ball, that he had to inbound the ball. Hey, I'm, I'm not Michael Jordan, but I should be able to get the last shot. Hey, man, you got plenty of shots. Believe me. When Jordan wasn't there, you got plenty of shots. You had every opportunity to lead this team to a championship. You fell short. Doesn't mean that you're less than. Coach gets the last shot. Kerr gets a, as long as you win, doesn't that matter? Or is it just about you? Well said. Is it just about you? And clearly for 27 years, he's been eating at him that he, that he wasn't the man. Well, I mean, for a year that he was. You inbound the ball, Coach gets it. You can still be the MVP. So what? So why does that eat at him? You know why? Because Scottie Pippen feels like he's undermined, like he's less than, and he's not. We, uh, Cap and I talk about this all the time with Kevin Durant. Like, why are you fighting with eggs on Twitter and on social media? Why do you have to do that? You're great. Giannis Antetokounmpo's won two MVPs, and yet, Kev, and, and he says that Kevin Durant's the best in the NBA, and Kevin still feels like he's second best. He feels like he's undermined. He feels like he's he's fighting with Jackie McMullen. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, like why? You're, you don't have to listen to anybody, man. You're great. Scotty's great. But yet he goes to Dan Patrick and unpacks all of this. Why? He, I think he's great. Does he think he's great? He's obviously got some doubts in his mind. Why? Uh, 312-332-3776. Kevin's in Wheeling. Hey, Kev, what's up, Sparkles? Hey, first off, Jay Hood, I 100% agree with everything you just said there. Cap, you know I'm a big fan of yours. I've been a big fan. But I called in in about April, and you ripped me, and then you crossed up, and you ripped me again about the Cubs. So I just want to let the record Wait, you're, you're breaking up bad, Kevin. Okay, hold on, hold on. I got you. All right, can you hear me better? Yes. yes. Yeah, go ahead. Yes. Okay, so I was saying uh, I'm a huge fan of yours, Cap, and I called in in April. And you ripped me and you brought it to Crosstalk. So let me just set the record straight for what I think the Cubs should do. And I think you're on board here. And let me just tell you, I remember you calling. You are correct. I was wrong. You were right. If if, if the Cubs just trade all these big three away and they trade away Kimbrell and Contreras and get whatever pieces they have, they go into free agency and they try to get Freddie Freeman at first base or Trevor Story or or Corey Seager at shortstop, that is the best move for us to reset this thing. And, and you ripped me before by saying we're not a small market team that's not going to spend money. That's not what I'm saying. Spend the money. But it doesn't have to be with these guys. I mean, I have a Bias jersey. I have a Brian jersey. And, you know, they'll, they'll go in the back of the closet now. I want a winning team, and we got to reset this thing. I saw the Yankees do it in 2016 with Cashman. That's the move. If we can re-sign some of these guys and, and get the fan base energized, say, hey, we can actually trust the GM, the front office to do this, that's, that's what we need to do. I cannot stand watching the same core year in, year out. It's the same thing every single year. Well yeah. said. You are correct. I was wrong. Have a great day, man. Appreciate it. Uh, all right, let's take uh, 
This topic coming up. All your calls on Scotty burning bridges. Hoodie just put it, I thought, beautifully. What do you think? 312-332-3776. Next.